I also have always thought like when Johnny is like surprised that Gyro is Italian, like, did he not notice? <laughs> Zapelli. Yeah. Did he not notice when he was just like, let's get a slice of pizza. It's a me, Gyro. Yeah. Do you think that Gyro does not speak with an Italian accent? Like, <laughs> right. Like, that's the question is like, is that added lore to Gyro's character? Like, you can't even say that like Gyro watched a bunch of movies because he hasn't. There's no movies yet. It's yeah, 1890. Movies haven't been invented. And even if they did have movies, they wouldn't have sound yet. Maybe Gyro got like personally tutored into yeah, to not have an I'm accent. Thinking, yeah, he might have had like a fancy tutor. But why would you I mean, have we a- do know that he's fancy. You That's would, he, true. Why would you have a fancy tutor teach you American English? Yeah, Maybe that's he a good thinks point. he's British or Australian. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. British, okay. I could see. Or I could like see from British. New Zealand. Maybe he thought he was from Greece because his name's fucking Gyro. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good point too. Johnny's like every time that guy talks, I get hungry. Yeah. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Darius Kazemi. I'm Elizabeth Simmons. And I'm Courtney Stanton. And today we're going to talk to you about some dudes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, new guy dropped. We're, we're back. Yeah, hello. We are, we're back. You may have noticed before last week, we were off for like approximately 100 million years. Yeah, yeah we got COVID. Yeah, Courtney and I got COVID. And uh, Eliz was busy being very smart for a grade. I was writing a 30-page paper (laughs) in preparation (laughs) for my thesis. Yeah. About Christmas movies. Yeah. Someone should make a Christmas movie about someone doing their thesis on Christmas movies. I'm sure it would be terrible. (laughs) <laughs> how how was the uh, the Kristen Stewart uh, lesbian Christmas movie? Oh, it, is it was sad. God awful. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Y'all should watch it because it is, you have to see it to believe it. Okay. The, do you know the plot at all? I know the plot is, it's about unhealthy relationships. Okay. So I'll give it to you in like one sentence and you'll be like, why did someone make that a movie? Basically, Kristen Stewart is dating... Mackenzie Davis, the white girl from San Junipero. And Mackenzie Davis is like, come home with me for the holidays. And Kristen Stewart's like, okay. And then on the way there, Mackenzie Davis is like, by the way, remember how I told you that I came out to my family last year and they took it really well? Um, Actually, that was a lie. I haven't come out yet. So can you pretend to be straight for five days? Thank you. No. No. (laughs) That's the plot. And then Kristen Stewart says, no, I'm breaking up with you. So it's like, no. so this is just, we're just back in the 90s and it's in and out, right? Like that's. But like it's a reverse. Lesbian get out. It's because <laughs> like, and everyone says that it's lesbian get out, except spoiler alert, they get together in the end because it's a Christmas movie. Like they get back together. So they. Right. So it's very, so she does not escape. Also, I'm supposed to believe that anyone would look at Kristen Stewart in 2020. That's a big problem with the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she like shows up at a she party during it yeah. where she's like wearing this button down shirt, but just completely unbuttoned with no bra. And I'm just like, really? We're supposed to think that anyone on earth looks at her and isn't just like, that's a raging lesbian. I mean, like one of the things I value so much about Kristen Stewart is the fact that she really threw off heteronormative beauty standards and was like, no, I'm going to dress for me and the kinds of people I want to appeal to. And it has become so much more interesting because of that. Yes. 
and has and she really... still does in this movie, and yet we're supposed to believe that people look at her and don't think lesbian. And I know she isn't <laughs> technically a lesbian, but she's queer. But I'm she's right. Queer as hell. Yeah. <laughs> like because regardless, like, like yeah, you see her and you're like ah. I mean, and again, I know what I'm saying. I mean, listen, you and I have talked about this before, but like the the Venn diagram between like, you know, the crossover between like trans masculinity and like lesbian aesthetic or I mean, or there was that like uh, that like tweet thread story about the like the twink and the lesbian who like ended up making out and then were very surprised with oh each yeah, other. to learn the other person's gender. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. people were like, "We'll right. get together." No, and they oh were yeah, like, we have no. had this conversation about yeah. like the shirt. Yeah, the trans masculine, but also a very specific kind of lesbian like shirt. Yeah, it's like a, a button down short sleeve, short yes. sleeve with like dot with the like Oxford patterns collar. on it. Yeah, yeah. And the pattern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's navy blue yeah. with, with white yep. pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but that's the thing, and I I find that 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 sort of like gray area to be really beautiful and like when, and yeah. when I learned about it, I was like, oh, corny. They're talking about your shirt. And I was like, shut <laughs> up! I have two of those in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we talk, like I talk about it with with Court who. Is my my partner who is non-binary, not to be confused with Courtney, who is on this show. When when they got together, Elis was like, "So are you ever going to go by Court? Because that's going to really make my life confusing." And I was like, "No, I'm I'm sticking with Courtney." Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like all the like the the trans masculine Courtneys in my life, but Court, I tell them I'm like, "Oh, like you're a gender hologram." Like if I go like that, you look one way. If I go like yeah. that, you look another way. That's like that's <laughs> extremely hot to me. <laughs> but yeah, yes. but that's why I'm just I'm really confounded by this plot idea that like Kristen Stewart could appear straight. Yeah, because I'm just like, no. The whole point is that she's not, <laughs> and she's really like embraced that in her yes. aesthetic and like, and in like a very chill way too. Yeah, she's just like you can tell that she's just like yeah, this is just what I look like. It's fine. Yeah. So but, it's, more, it's like Elliot Page just looks so much more yeah. comfortable now. Yeah, like this every picture I see of them, I'm just like, yes, God, you can see it. It's like I feel like I feel like uh, Tyra Banks really tried to teach the mainstream about this with smizing, right? Where it's like, <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. we've all gotten much better at with the masks. But you know, it's like you oh look around God. someone's like eyes and face, and it's like you can see when someone's fucking miserable inside. Yeah, totally. Or when not. We're yeah. so off topic. Well, and the reason the, <laughs> the reason that we are so off topic is because we don't have that much to say about issues 15 through 17 of Steel Ball Run, the Boom Boom Brothers, part one, two, and three. <laughs> right. Oh, right. Right. Oh, because and this is one that's like kind of starts all over the place. I mean, I'm going to fight for the beginning of this because Johnny gives us some gyro backstory. And he's like, this is going to seem random as hell, but here we go. Here's Marco. Yeah, he says, this might be a little sudden, but I'd like to introduce a story in a newspaper from a certain European country. Here's Marco. I have questions about Marco's hairline and hairstyle, but he's an Iraqi child, so. He's a terrifying yeah, I Iraqi mean, I child. have questions about how his legs are splayed in that first Thing. Like that I mean, that to me just painful. seems like an awkward Sears holiday photo. I I also want to know why his dog is alive. <laughs> That's a well. This is a really interesting thing about Steel Ball Run is that dogs don't die in Steel Ball Run. That's correct. This is the purpose of the universe reboot. Really, is to reset. Yeah, there's the dog no death dead count. dog hell in this 
universe. So I think we need to figure out like what the the afterlife is like in in the reboot AU. Marco's little skunk curl is just really hypnotizing to me. It's it's a Meraki hair. This baby goes to jail. (laughs) (laughs) Skipping ahead a little bit. Like three pages ahead. (laughs) It moves fast. Page one, he's in a mansion with a family. Page two, he's in handcuffs. Page three. The tiny baby handcuffs. His strangely muscular baby (laughs) arms in handcuffs. Or sorry, page two, he's being muscled into the handcuffs. And then page three, he's in baby jail in in rags. In page three, he is sitting in front of someone who's about to behead him. Yeah. Johnny Joestar and knows then, how to move a story along. <laughs> yeah, and then we're back to the champagne. Yeah, fork. and then he's like, and then just put a pin in that. Back to me, Johnny Joestar. Now I really here's like the thing. this is like the layers of, of narration because we've got our narrator, narrator. We've got Johnny telling the story, right? And now yeah. Johnny telling a story about Marco, and then forget about that. Back to me, Johnny. Okay, I like two things about this. What you just said, I like how Johnny is telling some privileged gyro information so we know now that he gets to a point in his relationship with gyro where gyro will confide this to him so we get to a point where we know that in the future johnny and gyro uh will be in more of an intimate relationship because it's it's future johnny who's narrating and future johnny knows more about gyro than present johnny and present johnny and gyro are not close enough for it to make sense for them to have this kind of conversation. But we know that they eventually become... I mean, we even see like two pages later that we see the incident that causes Johnny to like first learn about this background. Yeah, with the uh, going through his satchel. And Gyro's mad at him and not giving him the info and like not actually communicating with him. Also, I really like generally storytelling-wise in Steel Ball Run um, and... Jojolian, a Rocky, like kind of mature Rocky storytelling. So it starts a little bit earlier, but it really comes to fruition in this arc, I think. Um, This kind of like mixed pacing where you're in a scene that feels important or feels like action in the current time period. And then he'll like take a break to go somewhere in some time totally different and then, like, eventually, like, you'll see how those things kind of end up coming together. But I really like that a lot. Um, and this is not his best display of that <laughs> technique here. I don't know. It still shows, like, a maturity of storytelling to me. Yeah, you wouldn't see Iraqi do something like that in, like, Stardust Crusaders, right? No. He j- that's just not how the narrative works in early Iraqi stuff. If only he really got good at cross-cutting. <laughs> Yeah, so then we cut to Johnny with the cork from one of the bottles of champagne that was on the table where uh, Stephen Steele was, like, you know, celebrating the end of the first stage of the race. And so he's still Right, and Gyro spun everything. Right, and so he's just kind of concentrating on the cork and being like, oh, can I make it spin like a ballet dancer in the wind? And then it spins, and then we get a horse butt joke. Whom among us... Hasn't accidentally (laughs) spun a champagne cork up a horse's ass. 
Yeah, because we've like pre-recorded this podcast like multiple times at this point, I feel like we've already talked about the court going up the horse's ass like 15 times. I love Johnny just being like, Gyro, Gyro, look at me. I did it. I made it spin. I made it spin. Can you see me? Can you see me? And Gyro's like, mm. Dad, are you looking? Yeah, Dad, are you looking? And he's, he's it's not It's so cute. Yeah. Why do I have to watch you all day long? No one asks you to watch him all day, Gyro. So he does that, and then Johnny, you know, accidentally searches Gyro's stuff because Gyro can't keep his purse closed. Some classic go, 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 go. So Gyro is, like, staring off in the distance because it looks like there's a person. Maybe. uh, someone on a horse. Yes. But the person's like, don't come any closer. Or no, they're like, don't come any closer. So, all right, yo, this rando dude full of holes – or like dots on his Those, face. Those like the scary, you know, the like, what's it like, trypophobia or something? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't there someone who who has who had those dots? There's someone else who had those dots. I feel like Okiyasu like got similar. shot in the face. Oh, that's what yeah. I'm thinking of. Is, bad is company the, is yeah. the victims of bad company. Yeah. Worst, yeah. Company. Worst company. Worst yeah. company. <laughs> yeah, that's what he looks like. I was squatting down to take a dump, and my fingers were bit. Yeah. Araki really has like two modes and one of them is like extremely good mature storytelling and one of them is poop jokes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean this is I mean this is toilet anxiety, right? Like you get bit by a poisonous animal when you take a poop. I had such an intense toilet anxiety dream last night. Shit. Okay, Polnareff. Yeah, it's yeah. just truly and it's even worse now because like there's also the mask anxiety on top yeah. of that. I, right, yeah. Every I know everyone's having mask anxiety dreams. Yeah. That's not unique, but it's just like oof. Speaking of Polnareff, I, I saw someone like quote tweet something where the actual Polnareff, like the French guitarist, oh um, yeah, was like he like retweeted someone and he's like I am Jean Pierre Polnareff because like like so like literally he was just very delighted that Araki had named a character after him like that's and, amazing and he, and he wrote about it on his on his Twitter yeah Aww. super super not at all threatened by the like. Brand dilution. Property, yeah. yeah. He's just like, yeah, fuck yeah, that's me. Yeah. Well, imagine. Imagine you're like a person and you learn that. Like your Yoko Araki has named something. Some after people you. get very litigious and don't like it and they want them to change the name. You know, they, it can't be too close and they get their lawyers involved and stuff. People and, need. I know. To I know. get over themselves. I know. Some people just. But I promise you that whatever version of you exists in JoJo's is better than you. Well, I mean, we obviously understand that, but. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> I know. You should just strive to be more like the Iraqi created version of yourself. I know. But yeah, so he's like, I've been bit. I need some supplies from you to help like clean the wound. He wants to like cauterize it or something with right. campfire wood. I do respect that. Johnny is able to identify the lizard based on this guy's description. Yeah, it's very cockyween of him. It's extremely impressive to me. He's yeah, like, it was uh, yellow and black striped. It would hi- it was hiding behind the pile of poop when I went to grab the toilet paper. He's like, ah, yes, spotted salamanders. They are known to hide behind piles of poop. Yeah, good job, Johnny. So the thing is, this is <sighs> this fucking guy. I don't know. I the thing that I like. 
as always, is Johnny and Gyro. But I, the more Gyro criticizes other people for being weird or strange, just the funnier it is to me. <laughs> it's hilarious. But like, yeah, I like Johnny being like, are you going to let him die? And Gyro's just like, I don't know. <laughs> but I don't trust <laughs> strange him. Strange guy. Like, Gyro already is like the opposite of like, for example, the Stardust Crusaders crew, where it, the knife had to be a good two or three inches into the body before they're like, hey, we're being attacked. You know, like, it's like, let's split up. Yeah. yeah. Every time. Uh, whereas Gyro's like, you know, anything on the horizon, he's like, let's just shoot it and keep walking. You yeah. know, like he just doesn't, he he's already right. knows. Yeah. And he's right. So with but this he's, guy, he's like, no, you can't come near us. No, we won't help you. I guess you can have a piece of wood that's already on fire, but that fuck you. you <laughs> I die, mean, I you guess die. takes one to know one in terms of being a giant weirdo freak. Like Gyro, <laughs> Gyro is just constantly like, I don't know, in this direction, I just think it's more weirdos. I'm like, Gyro, like you are king of the weirdos. Yeah. You yeah. are such a weirdo. And also, to be honest, he's like, I don't know, strange guy. And to be fair, on the very next page, <laughs> we get we get a full page of detailed autoerotic as- asphyxiation. And to be guys, do not do this. And like, I don't I, mean like like specifically, don't do it like this. Like, I've no, never done autoerotic asphyxiation, so I like I I'm not an expert, but like I'm pretty sure this is the way you do it, where you, it doesn't work and you die. Like, don't do this. I Holy want to shit. say this is. <laughs> This is a little dark and off color, but nobody listening to this podcast will disagree with me. If I read a news article that said Iraqi died of autoerotic asphyxiation, not one molecule of my being would be surprised. No, yeah. no, it's like finding out a race car driver died in a racing crash. You know, yeah. exactly. Like, that's just occupational hazard. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'd just be like, I'd just be like, yeah. I'd be like, I that's... think I know how he was posed. You know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think he drew it. It'd be like finding out that Iraqi died from some horrific toilet-related accident. Right. Like, right. Well, he was telling us all along. Yeah. You know. Yeah, <laughs> that he was being like stalked by a toilet monster. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he lives in Japan because there's such advanced toilet technology. Keep him safe. Yeah. I'm gonna cut off my hand. That's not how you cut off your hand. Things that you should not try on this page so far include don't autoerotically asphyxiate yourself in this particular fashion i mean because you might die yeah don't cut off your hand in this fashion yeah def more hand not. stuff by the way yeah Just, you know, yeah JoJo's. always always but yeah that gyro panel hey what are you doing also a question <laughs> i have <laughs> like, even the guy is like don't ever try this <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Yeah, this is just such a complicated way to deal with a wound, too. Yeah, but I'm like, if you have a belt, you can make a tourniquet. tourniquet. Yeah, <laughs> right. And then, and then, and then, I love when Gyro's like, "Shit, I really didn't have to see that kind of thing right before going to sleep." Yeah. Like, yeah, me neither. Yeah, me neither. He's like claiming he's doing it so that he gets enough endorphins so that it won't hurt again. I mean, that that has some validity to the theory still i still think you want the tourniquet uh, personally yeah i mean okay like your choices are this either you strangle yourself until you start to lose consciousness in order to feel like you have anesthesia and then cut off your hand or you just wrap a belt around your arm. Yeah, that'll actually cut off the blood flow and stop the poison from circulating around your body. And then, you you know, 
effectively. And you don't, don't have to cut, cut off your hand. hand. Yeah. And or, someone else will or cut off Or accidentally hand. kill yeah. yourself. Right. So Gyro throws him a flaming stick and he kicks the uh the knife, the bloody knife out of the way and immediately regrets it. And then immediately regrets it. Something weird happens to his foot and then that's the exact moment where Johnny's like, "Hey, this guy's a racer. Like he's in the race." Yes, this is Andre Boom Boom. Andre Boom Boom. And he's between Benjamin Boom Boom and L.A. Boom Boom. We see the other two Boom Boom brothers. It's a brother and a dad. It's a, it's a family. They're known as the Boom Boom brothers, but it's it's two brothers and their dad. Their dad has the weird metal jaw plate thing. Right. He's the one who looks like someone from Mad Max. Uh, and then the other one... The younger brother has like a hair situation. And like a Bacchio mouth. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought this was a woman, uh, like the younger brother, for many pages the first time I read it. Is it because he has the same character design as Mrs. Robinson and Abacchio? Basically. He got the, the, the Abacchio lipstick situation. I mean, it's a beautiful he, no, he, mouth. He looks, he looks like, a, like one, of the, one of the guys in corn. <laughs> is actually what he looks like. <laughs> All right. Like, I think he has white person dreads. Yeah, that's the part I really, am, the, I said hair situation and that is sort of. Is it like, yeah, is that dreads or is it just like matted? Well, I mean, white person dreads are. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, as opposed to like, is it like 50 mats or is it one big mat? Yeah. Man, there was a girl in my high school, a white girl in my high school who like insisted on quote unquote growing dreads aka not washing her hair yeah horrifying um, truly horrifying la boom boom the younger brother definitely has a uh, pesky energy mm. from part five like yes, just the agreed. sort of like the big crybaby oh yeah a uh, big crybaby who has this older brother in this case literal older brother who yeah you know needs to take care of everything and then gyro has like wolverine toes for happening. some reason benjamin boom boom bad dad very much so. Oh, absolutely. The the many bad dads of steel ball run. He he absolutely very clearly favors one of his children over the other. He's also, you know, leading them into a life of terrorism and assassination. <laughs> so But mostly the fact that he plays favorites. He definitely plays favorites. Yeah. But just like favorites. don't judge anyone else's parenting circumstances until you've been there yourself. All right. That's fair. <laughs> you don't know what he where he's coming from. I've never been in the desert with my two children <laughs> trying to earn a uh, billion dollars. Yeah. Exactly. So they get into this like weird gunfight, but then like Johnny's gun falls apart. This I don't is, know. The action is very confusing. It's also, this is very much like, as I always am like, what would a stand fight look like if you can't see the stands? And so now we're starting to really see that drawn out because Johnny and Gyro can't see stands. And uh, so the answer is extremely intense body horror. Well, and I mean, at some point, Gyro does get a glimpse of some stand. He yeah. sees some, like we see the stand and then, jo- and then Gyro's like, Johnny, did you see that? It was only for a second, but it was really weird. And Johnny's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, it's fucking Thankfully, gross. Thankfully, it will all be wiped from your mind upon the transition between chapters because of Gyro's ass in the doodle. <laughs> yeah. Which is now filling your mind. So the gun falls apart. They're like, what's happening? And as readers, we're like, what's happening? This is fucking weird. Like, I don't want to see is this. Like, this doesn't. Yeah. And we get some more bad dad stuff, actually, where uh, bad dad says disparaging thing about sex workers. He says their what? mom left to become a whore. Oh. And then that's around the time that our boys cotton on to the fact that there's something to do with iron going on. They're like, oh, the gun's made of iron. The knife's made of iron. 
maybe something's happening here with Iron. I'm having flashbacks to Mariah from part three. This is also yeah. when we learn that the steel ball is iron. Right. Yeah. Why? I mean, there is iron, in, but doesn't iron get transformed by making it steel? Yeah, it's it's not iron anymore. It's chemically different. So right? it's yeah. not. So it's a, an iron ball called a steel ball. Yeah. Well, I thought the steel ball run referred to Steven Steel, but his steel, but it does. But gyro's but balls gyro are called ball. steel balls. He just happens to be a guy who coincidentally has things that he calls steel balls that aren't who decided steel. To enter, yes, the steel ball run. Yes, they're iron balls. They're iron balls, but they're called steel balls. It reminds me of Court and I have been binging a lot of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. There are like a whole bunch of seasons on HBO Max. In one of them, this extremely hilarious girl shows up in a shark costume on the first night. Awesome choice. Because she really loves dolphins. And the whole time she insists that it's actually a dolphin costume. But it's no, very obvious. It's very <laughs> obviously a shark costume. But like she keeps being like, it's a dolphin. It's obviously a dolphin. I love dolphins. And then making and dolphin noises. That's gyro noises. with the steel that's balls. That's gyro with the steel balls. Like they're steel balls. Like, they're but steel. they're not. They're iron. But Definitely steel not. is cooler than iron. Sure. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. It's more advanced. He's more evolved. <laughs> yeah. And then their power actually causes one of the steel balls to just like disintegrate, basically. Right. Terrifying. Um, and uh, and then this is the point where I love this part where Gyro is like, these guys are totally different than Mrs. Robinson. Mrs. Robinson was breeding insects in his eyes and controlling them like a normal person. <laughs> these guys yeah. have some weird supernatural power. <laughs> right. Like what? <laughs> Gyro just like oh you know just the eyeball Mrs. Robinson was just doing that like that's that's just like you could anyone could do that that's a parlor trick anyone could do you know this is real magic magnets are are impossible like Like, I think he's trying to distinguish that like Mrs. Robinson was not somehow a stand user or according to Gyro but like who doesn't know what a stand user is? But right. yeah, I think he is trying to distinguish, but it's not working because no. it's not normal to right. raise insects in your eyeball. And then the next page, we get a flash of the actual stand, which looks kind of like Koichi's stand a little. Or no, it looks a little bit like, it reminds me of Red Hot Chili Peppers' yeah. stand. It's got that like lizard robot kind of weird look, beaky. Anteater kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's just got an anteater mouth. Yeah. And a bunch of legs. Johnny's little confused face is so cute. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And also, this is where we see Gyro is like, that Andre Boom Boom, what was that just now? Like in, you see that, Johnny? Like he he clearly just saw the stand for half a second. So if you know anything about JoJo's, you can only see stands if you have a stand or perhaps perhaps have potential to have a stand. So, um, uh, So that this is kind of a drop in a hint. There. Yes. And then we have Andre Boom Boom. He's doing like a nose trick where he disappears his nostrils. And I have written in my notes like, oh, it's just like Jorno's ear trick. And then he does the ear and trick. And then he too. does the ear trick that Jorno does in the first issue of. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's right. Go, yeah. go, go back to the hits. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just imagining Eliz in the audience at an Iraqi concert being like, do the ear trick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, play the ear trick, holding up a lighter. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. I could give a fuck about the Boom Boom gang. I just, I don't find them 
like I think they're Look, just it's the beginning of an arc right like and it's just like I think they're like a watered down version of superior beginning villains from previous yeah. arcs yeah uh, and I honestly think maybe they're kind of supposed to be like I just <laughs> I think the most interesting thing about them is uh, Johnny and Gyro's dynamic uh, in yeah. learning how to fight I do like that Mrs. Robinson is clearly the leaky Iluka of this arc yes because that's the, that's the it's the first person they fight and they have no special powers it's it leaking bees leaking bees <laughs> <laughs> Insect eye, Luca. <laughs> but yeah, so Gyro beats them by firing a rock into Andre's torso. Yeah, because he, if he ricochets the rock instead of hitting him directly with the steel ball, then he can't influence the rock because the rock is not iron. Um, right. I like I like that Gyro's like, Johnny, get your stuff on your horse. We have to get out of here. These guys are too weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's like his blanket description of anyone who is just like harshing his vibe. He's like, they're weird. Yeah. He's yeah. like, these guys are simply bizarre. Let's go. Yes, this is a bizarre <laughs> adventure. And, yeah. And we are on it. So we start uh, issue 17 and we immediately get gyro's damage is kind of healing itself the further away he gets which again this is just iraqi sort of laying out the rules of stands where they you know uh the further away you get from a stand user the less power their stand has over you right. for, for most stands and yeah and yet somehow these fucking chumps like <sighs> won't let them go and so i don't even, like oh well, yeah and we and we learn or at least they like conjecture more that it's like the stand is actually owned by all three of them. It's like yeah, a, it's a shared stand. That's how much they suck. They don't even have like their own stand. <laughs> they it's have a family third of a stand. stand, which is interesting. But like, there's this is how much of a beginner fight this is. It's the three of them right. need to be together to use this one power. Gyro and Johnny get away. The Boom Boom family is like trying to figure out how to get their revenge. There's more verbal abuse from the dad to the younger son. Still confused by that hair. He does a thing where he shoots through the hole that has opened up in his son, his his good son. Uh, it's uh, uh, I guess this is another person in the long lineage of people in JoJo's who get donutted too. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, because it's it's putting his blood on Johnny to like tag yeah. him, yeah, so they can track him. It feels very similar to Metallica to me. Yeah, yeah. It like is, even it though is it a lot like Metallica. Isn't, yeah, it just. Yeah. And we're starting to get into the thing of like tracking to miles to drinking holes. So it's like you need. Right. There's and, resource management now. Yeah. And so it's like they're trying to get to the watering hole, destroy the watering hole. And so that way. A bunch of racers will die. Basically. Yeah. So like they're trying to like get ahead of everybody else and destroy their water. The actual cool part to me is the fact that apparently Benjamin Boom Boom can like manipulate his face. Yeah, because he has right. because he has the metal jaw, so he can manipulate the metal to give himself like facial reconstructive surgery. This to me adds credibility to the theory of all the weird panels on people's faces being metal rather than facial hair. Oh yeah. Because obviously Iraqi thinks metal plus face equals an interesting concept. Right. So maybe like all the paneling on like the Darby brothers and dare I say gyro is just like I've been saying this whole time, metal. We also get 
the younger brother just being like, oh, Mountain Tim. Everyone loves Mountain Tim. He's the <laughs> cowboy everyone looks up to. Well, and also the reason why he's changing his face is because he's trying to ditch the guy who's been tracking them, which is Mountain Tim. So that imply, implies, and like, and it turns out dad's, Benjamin's uh, hoof prints are the hoof prints that Mountain Tim has been tracking. Right. So right. these are the people who've been killing people. Right, because that's what metal powers do. They let you take people's entrails and spread them really far across the desert. It's interesting, though, because wouldn't, if you can change metal, why wouldn't he change the footprint of his horse? That's a good question. Also, Maybe he's arrogant and doesn't think anybody's going to catch him. Good point. Yeah. Also, like, I mean, I guess the tracking people with blood kind of makes sense because there's iron and hemoglobin, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So but, like, there's a little bit of like avatar blood bending. Well, that's why it's, on. yeah, it's like, that's why it's like Metallica because it's like, oh, the iron right. in your blood using it to do things. But the point is, is we've got Mountain Tim is now. Mountain Tim's back. back. He's beautiful. He's in a briar patch. Got a lot of animal prints, and he thinks that Johnny Joestar is the person who's been committing these crimes. Because the dad changed his face to look like Johnny. Yes. And now we get to see Mountain Tim do his rope trick, his ultimate rope trick. Yes. Man, imagine having the power to change your face into Johnny Joestar's face and using it for crime rather than getting being laid. hot. Yeah. yeah. Just wandering around and being Johnny Joestar. Yeah. yeah. Mountain Tim can like send his like body parts down a rope. Right. Which Joseph Joestar wishes. Dare to yes. dream, Joseph Joestar. <laughs> this is a very similar power to some other powers. It's literally Joseph's thumb trick. Yeah. Uh, but as a stand. Oh. As a rope trick stand. The old... Yeah, wow! I don't even remember how That's to do it. I got really it. Good point. I'm doing it. We're doing good. Good radio. We're doing. Oh the good yeah, radio. this is our good radio trick. Yeah. Whoa. 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 Whoa! It's better for us because we can see it yeah. on Zoom, so it. Actually but you guys can just imagine looks our fingers doing that, but also with rope. Oh, Darius, where'd your thumb go? Yep. Holy shit! So yeah, the I really like that. Like Benjamin Boom Boom is like as he's wrapped up in this rope is like. Could Mountain Tim also be a cursed man? It's like, yeah. <laughs> a cursed yeah. man. Is uh, that a is that just a euphemism for for gay? I mean in, in these times. It's like saying you're an invert, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's like I mean, in the same way that like having a stand right. is code yeah. for being gay and also being the human avatar for an alien being. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Benjamin Boom Boom gets away, and Mountain Tim's like, well, if I remember, that's Johnny Joestar. I'm surprised. Yeah, he seemed like a pretty straight-up guy, but, but I guess he's a murderer. <laughs> guess he guess he was the murderer. <laughs> anyway, doot-to-doot-to-do. Yeah. So, like, gonna white- wash my hands Mountain of that. Tim is a stand user, so it's not like he has to be credulous about what he sees, right? Like, like he knows that there are people running around with, like, ridiculous powers, right? It'd be one right. thing if he was a civilian and he was like, well, I I saw the guy, he hit the footprints match, like, okay. No, that's just, you know. Oh, here he says he changed the hoof prints to oh, Johnny's. There you go. Okay, there you go. so I, yeah. So yeah, so they've like now framed Johnny Joestar for the murders that they were committing. And that's it. Yep, and now Johnny and Gyro will be pulled together with magnetic power and blow themselves up. And Mountain Tim. So th- this so is just Mariah from part three. This is just... How will they get out of this hopefully, one? Hopefully, hopefully there will be some good um, uh, uh, sex jokes that, that come out of it, like in part three, right? <laughs> oh, I assume yeah. there will be. Yeah. Like about boobs. <laughs> Big boobs. 
<laughs> what? So yeah, that's uh, that's 15 through 17. And uh, next week we're going to be reading 18 and 19, the names of which I don't remember. Uh, they're, it's, the, it's the devil's palm oh, is what okay. they're called. There you it's go. important, important stuff. And then after that, 20 and 21, which we might is do, even more important. We might tack on 22 as well because it's an interlude. We'll see. Sure. But yeah. you don't have to worry about that for our next episode. Yeah. yeah. 18 and 19 is the next one we're reading. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. And we'll probably talk less about Kristen Stewart, but no promises. Right. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Aura, Aura, Oregon. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJoJo or find us on the web at ExplainJoJo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us the kind of review that Iraqi would leave for autoerotic asphyxiation. 